1: flushcarecom slash weight loss. Outspoken with White and Jordan.
2: Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your
3: 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. you let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station,
2: Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself, Simon and Danny Murphy look ahead to a huge game at the Etihad tonight as Manchester City face Arsenal. We also reacted to the news that the Tottenham players have offered to reimburse the fans who watched them lose heavily away to Newcastle at the weekend. And hear my interview with Newcastle's Brazilian duo Bruno Guimaraes and Joe Linton.
4: And so it begins. Now we have a title race.
3: What on earth is happening at the Emirates Stadium? Imagine being a gunner right now.
5: We knew from the beginning and uh, the city was the team to beat.
3: They will quite simply have
4: to win. Holland (laughs) on the body, score! It. The treble
3: gets ever closer.
5: We we're going to push as much against the team, like is five points ahead of us, like have been the best team in, in this Premier League so far. I
1: would make
3: us favourites because once we get in front, we don't tend to let it slip.
1: Kaio Saka
0: scores an equaliser in the
3: 90th minute of the game. you dropped points in the last three games. Do you still believe you can win this Premier League title? Yes, but I think Arsenal have the ability cause
1: an
3: upset you cannot deny how
4: important it is firm um, favourites for the Premier League now having Arsenal to play that
1: game being billed as the title decider
2: well it is being billed as that isn't it we're going to look ahead to that now it's a huge Premier League uh, match tonight Manchester City against Arsenal so we'll put it to Simon we'll put it to Danny in a second is tonight a title decider listening to Mikel Arteta you, you would think now,
5: maybe not we knew from the beginning and uh, the city was the team to beat uh, probably with Liverpool because what those teams have done in the last six seven years and they fully deserve that credit and uh, and to be at the top and we were the ones that wanted to be closing that gap as much as we possibly could and we are told to talk with them we know we knew that we had to go to the 80 had we know that after that you're gonna have another five very difficult games so that game is going to be really important is it going to define the season? the answer is no if we win tomorrow night we haven't won the league that's for sure
2: we'll speak to Simon and Danny in a second but let's head off to the Etihad right now because my colleague Adam Cattrall is up there for this one today Adam we love your boxing knowledge but I know you're tuned into this fixture big big time what's the feeling in the northwest as you wander around there today is it one of confidence is it one of trepidation
1: anticipation what is it I think from a Manchester City point of view, there's a lot of confidence given the recent form that they are in uh, and obviously looking... At their opponents tonight, just a little blip that uh, that Arsenal have suffered over the last three games in particular. But from an Arsenal point of view, I don't think they've got anything to lose tonight, gents. It is uh, it is do or die. I know there's a lot of chat about it being a title decider. Uh, and they've, uh, then, if we're really, really honest, Arsenal aren't supposed to be here, are they? They've exceeded <laughs> all expectations, so therefore absolutely have a go at it. And, uh, and don't die wondering. I think we're in for an absolute cracking game live on TalkSport later. I think you're right. I mean, Danny, when you look at it, is it a coming of age
2: moment for, for this young Arsenal side tonight?
4: Well, irrelevant what happens tonight, they can be proud of what they've done this season, even if they fall away. They have got something to lose. They've got the title to lose. And they've been very aware of that in recent games because their performances have shown that they know they've got something to lose. But tonight, I just think that a good performance and having a go is key, like you just said. I think there's um, some elements in the game that need to go their way for them to get a result. I think if they lose, it's done completely. I think if they draw, there's still a chance, mm-hmm. even though it's in City's hands. Um, and if they win, it's game on again. I mean, if they win... If they somehow get a win, yeah. then we are looking at a hell of a run-in. The one, thing, the one area I'd be interested in tonight, more than anywhere else on the pitch, is what he does with Saka Pep. Because Ake, a- 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 Ake's not there. Um, the young lad Gomez struggled with Berg, Berg against Sheffield United. Doesn't look, He's a winger playing at left-back. Yeah, Bernardo Silva played at left-back for half a game at Arsenal. Probably nearly got close to being sent off because Saka ran him a bit ragged and then they changed it half-time. Laporte, who's the only left-footer I can think of at left-back, is their slowest defender. So the left-back against Saka, I, I think he might throw Carl Walker left-back and say, just just mark Saka.
2: Really? He's that important? And he is a, he is a very important player to Arsenal. Well, he has that been. No uh, doubt. He has been up until... You know, yeah, he's the, had a
3: little fall away. In the last two or three games, he's gone missing a little bit because, ultimately, Arsenal have gone missing certain parts of the game. Um, I, you know, On Friday, Arteta said after the game, he was asked, and, of course, in the, in the heat of the moment, you may answer perhaps more candid than you want to do you have to win at the Etihad and he said yes I think they can win I think if they do win it's a whole different dynamic but I think if they don't I think Manchester City I've always felt that this game would be the turning point but because of Arsenal's recent form I felt we'd get to this point of Arsenal still in control of their own destiny they're kind of not to some extent because if they go I thought the result they'd get at the Etihad would maybe a draw and if they got a draw anything other than defeat for me was Arsenal going on to win the league but because of the last three games, it's changed the dynamic because Arsenal are not in control anymore. Because if they, if they go blow for blow and match one another, Man City win the league by a point, right? That's yep. so how it is, Yes. Right? So, yep. now, so now Man City are in control of their destiny a little bit more than they were previously. So the outcome for me is if Arsenal win this game, which they're perfectly capable of, then they'll win the league.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Adam. Is it your view up there? I mean, you're on the spot. I'm going to be up there later on. I'm keen to get a feel for it all. I mean, Simon and I were at the the corresponding fixture a few weeks ago uh, at the Emirates, and it has a feel to it of yeah, this is vitally important for both clubs. But it doesn't have the kind of feel to me of I uh, say a Manchester City Liverpool run in. You know, when it, when it, it, there's an intensity about that, I'm not so sure. I, I get the intensity of this one in that sense.
1: No, I think, you're, I think you're right with that. But Manchester City have been here time and time again over mm-hmm. the last, what, 10 years. And I think that they're looking at this particular running now, given the form that their their side is currently in at. They're, they're brimming with confidence. They're doing it on the European scale as well. They've obviously got a cup final with Manchester United to look forward to and a semi-final with Real Madrid to look forward to as well. And I think they look at Arsenal, and I keep coming back to Arsenal have exceeded expectations this season. Mm. And they're looking at Arsenal's form and the way that they have performed over the last three and they're coming into this game tonight. They're heavy favourites, I think, um, Manchester City and they're at home. And the way that they are playing... The the general consensus from speaking to fans in and around the Etihad this morning, in particular, is that they think that they're turning up, uh, and they're uh, they're winning the league tonight. So it's going to be an inter- it's going to be interesting to see the way that this all plays out.
4: That is likely, to be honest. I just ask you, Adam. You know, from an Arsenal perspective, just maybe I'm clutching at straws here, but and this might be contentious, but if you're Arsenal and you're going away to a big game to try and get a result Man City's not as fearful of places somewhere like Anfield is it mm. anymore it's not like you're going into a cauldron of going to Anfield you'd be going no chance
3: but it's an interesting, but, it's an interesting dynamic Danny because when they played at the and I don't understand this lack of intensity because I went to the game at the Emirates, and the place was absolutely jumping the atmosphere was electric Man City players were beside themselves when they scored goals in the second half, mm. uh, and Grealish in, in particular, and the Arsenal fan base were absolutely fervent. But the dynamic in this game is that Arsenal didn't have enough uh, offensively to cause Man City as many problems as you'd like them to have done. They, yeah. had, and kept, they got that now, but the flip side of it, they've lost Saliba, mm. which I think has been a telling point about oh. how many goals they've conceded in the last few games. The loss of Saliba has been a big loss for them. So they've, got, they've got the defensively weaker against Man City than the last time they played, but they're offensively stronger, Arsenal.
2: Yeah, but Simon, that's the very point I'm trying to make. Do you think Pep worries as much about Arsenal as he has done in the past about... Liverpool. We've seen in the documentary him positively fretting about people like Salah and Manny. I don't think he's got the same emotion about no, Arsenal. Yeah.
4: No, you're right.
3: Well, you're probably right because there are players in that side that he didn't want <laughs> that are key components
2: of Well,
4: the, of ev- the evidence was more that although City tended to get over the line against Liverpool, to be fair to Pep, but it, it, it showed, especially in a couple of games in the Champions League where he tweaked the formation. He'd done it in the league actually a couple of times at Anfield. They very rarely win at Anfield, didn't have only won once there. Yeah And he always tweaks The formation Because he's worried About Liverpool Yeah
2: Danger Flammable exchanges ahead Outspoken With
1: White and Jordan From the world's Biggest sports radio station Talk Sport
2: so much, Danny, uh, has been made of Tottenham since that absolute collapse at St James's Park at the weekend. We're going to hear from Bruno Guimaraes and Joel Linton uh, later on in the show this morning, who were in great form when they spoke to me. Their English is brilliant. Danny, what was your take on that before we get into a bit more on Tottenham? But could you imagine that players of a former club of yours would fold in the way that they did there? Um, well, I, I mean, it was five good on ten. I was in disbelief. You know what? I got to Wembley, uh,
4: for the Brighton Manu game. Yeah. And I got there and it was I walked into the uh truck where we are underneath Wembley where the BBC trucks were, before I went up to do where you are, yeah. And Alan was watching his beloved Newcastle on his iPad and it was twenty one minutes. And he had a big smile on his face. I said, Are they winning? He went five 0 I was like, I thought he was joking. I could not believe it. Because that is a that is a that's not a anything to do with quality and tactics. That's a mindset thing of the players.
2: And this was Alan Shearer, he'd be in orbit.
4: Well he, he yeah, he was happy. But um just good that he wasn't there, probably. Good that he was there. What's
3: that? Good that he was there. That he was where? Turning up from Match of the Day or whatever it was. Oh yeah, good point,
4: yeah. <laughs> Nice. A bit of satire there. Um well done. I uh I couldn't believe it, Jim, and I, I think it was it it sums the whole club up at the moment, all over the place and the players showing a complete lack of self pride and self motivation. I know Stalini's was a bad appointment, but it don't matter who you've got in charge.
2: That can't happen. Yeah. That I, can't happen. I heard Tony Cascarino say the other day at the back, they are nowhere near where they should be. I
4: was all over. <laughs> no, this thing about defense. You don't you they had three midfielders in front of them. You know. And actually it's, it's fine blaming the defence. I get it. They made some individual errors. The goalkeeper, no press
2: wide and in wide areas, easy to play balls through. It's all over. So Simon, I, I can't remember this happening in the past. What did the Tottenham players do? They put out a statement yesterday, we would like to reimburse the fans with the cost of their match tickets from St James's Park. We know this does not change what happened on Sunday and we'll give you everything to put things right when we play against Manchester United on Thursday, etc, etc. This is a first. What do you think? How far does this go to appeasing those who travel uh, at the weekend.
3: Well, I think I think the fans would more much rather see a performance on Thursday um, than a token gesture. And, of course, people can turn around and say, like me, I, I did it years ago. I did it with, for the Palace fans on behalf of the players because they were dreadful in an away game against Barnsley. But the point is, is that the Tottenham players, yeah, OK, they're going to take the heat out of the situation. They're going to turn around and somehow climb away from their performance. This wasn't about Stellini. This isn't about giving 75,000 back to fans, which is going to cost each player 5,000 quid. Four thousand quid, which is less than ten percent of their weekly earnings. This is about playing and performing with a degree of respect for whoever you're supposed to represent. Stellini's academic. That wasn't about Stellini. No, that was about them. That was about players like Romero. I they think they're too good for it. They think they're above it. They think they're better than they actually are. Good players, but they're not better than they actually think they are. And it's about all of them on the pitch, from the from the centre forward to the goalkeeper. They were all at it, all underneath it, all poor. They woke Why
2: didn't you make the Palace fans reimburse? Uh, The the, the Palace players reimbursed the fans. Because I took responsibility
3: Uh, for the players because they were my players i.e. the manager's players, but they played for me. I' had more club. money than sense
2: back
3: then. Well, true. I just thought it was the right. Well, listen, you you know full well going into the players and I asking know. them to do anything about anything, asking them to put their hands anywhere near their pockets is something that's greeted with resistance and I couldn't be bothered with the players. I was disgusted with the players as the fans were. Do you know what? Simon makes so what a great point, Jim, a Jim. No, Simon I think it makes... takes, takes the heat out of this conversation so the players get away from the yeah. p- actual responsibility that they had. They were a disgrace on Sunday and it's nothing... Giving some money to go, oh, we recognise that. Oh, Great fantastic well why were you a disgrace in the first place because that's how you are do you know the mindset he's talking
4: about when we're just talking a little bit off and he's spot on with it what happens sometimes as a player you start deflecting blame elsewhere because you think you're too good for this and too good for this team or this ain't my fault why can't someone come in and sort all these out because i'm okay and that's the ego i've been there it's a bit like walking to reserve game, or when you have to play with the kids sometimes, which we've all had to do. And you go on the pitch, just thinking. I mean, it's a, obviously it's playing me. with kids, but your ego gets the better of you, and you think, well, so Romero's a World Cup winner now, and all his mates that he played with, they're all playing Champions League, they're all winning things. They're all a lot of them are big time footballers, and he's looking at them, going, "I can do Cruyff twins in my own corner, of my own box. I can duck under headers and wait for it to go back to key. I can. It's a mindset thing, <clears throat> and actually, it's going to take. It's going to take a little while for that to change and it's going to take someone to come in. and. This wasn't a... the
3: same Romero that I remember last year crashing into a, diff, a, a, to a challenge in the middle of the park with a Leicester player that sent the Leicester player with long hair flying up in the air. Oh, I forget he do that when he's angry. But, but... Wasn't, but the same disposition wasn't being deployed. Yeah. There's a different attitude being deployed. So yes, what it does is it's a nice little sidestep. It's a deflection. We'll pony up two and a half thousand, three thousand fans. An average ticket price of twenty-five quid. It will cost us seventy-five thousand quid. Between eighteen players, it's four thousand pounds each. We all take home. We all earn a hundred thousand pound a week. It's going to cost us. You know, our take-home salary is sixty thousand pound a week. We're going to give them four thousand pound of our money, and everyone will go. Well, that's commendable. But it's not a great precedent. But it's commendable. Well I'll tell, done, Tottenham fans. I tell the you, the bottom line we'll... is: is why do you produce that performance? Does it's not, it's not what you set precedent. Doing? No.
4: I tell you, who won't think really. it's commendable and won't care and give two aepneys? Is the however many fans out that Tottenham Stadium holds if they're 2-0 down after twenty minutes to Man United on Thursday. Those ones who travelled up to Newcastle yeah. maybe appease well, them what three thousand. I know
3: this is mean spirited, There's a part of me that hopes that they are. And hopes that they get it full barrel from from fifty, sixty thousand fans, rather than the three thousand poor in the, sods in that in slept the corner. Three, you know, three hundred miles up to Newcastle to watch that crap, that cheating. Disrespectful, diabolical crap that Spurs turned out on mon- on on Sunday. Your 100 essential, down, outspoken with White and Jordan.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
2: to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Delighted yesterday, late on in the day, and Newcastle, thanks for the privilege here. Um, I was invited to sit down, me in London, them in Newcastle, with the Brazilian duo, Joel Linton, and Bruno Guimaraes. And their English is well, well up to the challenge. They were brilliant. So we get into everything, the three of us, and we began by talking about that performance on Sunday, of course, against Tottenham. A game they won, and they both excelled in, by six goals to one. So I spoke to them about the feeling they had after 21 minutes being five nil up. This was Bruno on that.
5: This was our feeling. Uh, we were expecting to win the game, of course but we didn't expect to win. To get five goals in 20 minutes was one surprise for us, but I think the atmosphere was so good. Everyone the team played very, very well, uh, and I think we deserve it, what we did. Now uh, it's done, now our focus is in Everton game, but uh, yes, we'll be, uh, uh, this game will be remembered forever, I think. Joe, was incredible.
2: I mean. Have you ever played in a match like that, in a game like that, before?
6: Never. It's crazy. Uh, I think that's the perfect start. Uh, I think only city scored more goals in last time than us. So, like Brun said, it's going to be a memory forever. Uh, for us, it's going to be great memory. Yeah, I think we start really well, like other games at the home, and the difference from this game was we took our chance every chance we have every time we go forward, it's like we will score. And yes, that's, that's a great, amazing, amazing afternoon.
2: The Tottenham players have said sorry to their fans and have said, we will pay for your tickets.
5: Yeah, I do not know. I do not know. I think it's... It's a good gesture for, for the players. We just did our job and you know? we, we cannot say nothing. Uh, it's a, for me, it's a good gesture for the Tottenham players. Yeah, that's it.
2: Joe, I mean, you're fourth now. Are you going to make Champions League football? Are you going to be top four?
6: I hope so. Still seven games to play. I think we have to keep our feet on the ground to be humble. I uh, have to keep the hard work. We've been doing all season. So, to go game by game, Thursday is going to be a battle. It's going to be a difficult game. That's the most part, We go game by game. And I hope we can finish Champions League.
2: But Joe, it wasn't always like this for you at Newcastle, was it? You have had hard times there too, right?
6: Yes, very hard times. It's difficult times. And today... Uh, we live great moment uh, since takeover since Eddie arrived everything changed in the club in the city to see the fans so happy uh, I think they deserve it uh, because even in the difficult times they always support us they always, they always give everything for the club and uh, for me it's, it's a proud moment to be here today and then can give taste for the fans, so yeah, it's amazing.
2: I mean, for you, it's as if you're a new player.
6: Yes, <laughs> uh, but uh, the difficult times, it's, it's make you harder. The difficult time, I never put my head down. We try to do our best every game, but the thing does not work. So when it's the difficult times, it make you harder because football can change quickly, so Now we have to to enjoy the moment and and keep the hard work because we know it can can change.
2: Bruno, you were at Lyon, of course, before this. I think you could have gone to Arsenal maybe, but you go to Newcastle, and it's been a fantastic move for you, right?
5: Yeah, it was a fantastic move for me. I think it was the best things that happened in my life was to join Newcastle. I'm so happy here. I think I'm living my dreams here. I have been playing very, very well since I signed for the club. Uh, I think uh, the job of the guys, the job of the manager, making me happy here, making my family happy, making me dreams. Because uh, since I signed, my first interview, I said I would like to play Champions League with this shirt, and the, the people said that I'm, I was crazy because we were fighting for the relegation. And oh, these guys, is so ambitious. Yeah, I'm ambitious, and I will keep ambitions because it's, my life is like that. So. I'm proud of what I'm doing here. I mean, both
2: of you, you love the club, clearly, and you love the fans, and the fans love you. I mean, you can see this every time you two play, the fans love you.
5: Yeah, this is true. I think it's because we show our passion for the fans, for the club, for everyone. We respect everyone as well. Uh, We try to to give our best. Always when you put the shirt, I think the, the fans love it, you know, because we respect the shirts, we we love them, and the, it's because of that, they, they love us as well.
2: Because of what you are doing, both of you, do you want to stay at Newcastle for a long time? Is this a club for you now?
6: Yes, always. Since I arrived, I want to, to make history here. I know it's, it's far away, but I want to win to titles here. I think we are a good way now, and I'm happy here. My family. After difficult times we go through, so I hope I can can continue here for a long time. Same for you, Bruno.
5: Yeah, I will. I will. I said that I would like to put my name in the club story. I think I'm in a good way. Uh, It's still too much. It's still too much to do, but uh, it's like in my first full season. We are fighting for the, for the Champions League, for the big things. We've got one final already here. So, yes, I think I'm in the right way to put my name in the club story.
2: At Wembley, after the Carabao Cup, defeat to Manchester United. Sorry, guys. But I speak with uh, Amanda Staveley, who said to me, Bruno, said to me, Joe, one day Newcastle will win the Champions League, the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, the Premier League. Maybe that will happen, but Bruno, do you think Newcastle will win the Premier League
5: I think it's possible I think it's possible I think it's because of that. I signed for the club I believe in the process I believe in the in the project I believe in the new owners I think the 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 club needs to get who' a to, to get a final you know for a long time we already got a final it's not a, uh, Goal there and the win is getting UZ2 for a win. It's not easy. We play it. Manchester United was in a very good way when you play in the Carabao Cup. But uh, we have the feeling that we could beat them, you know. So sometimes it's still pain. Uh, we need to put this, I would say, angry in the league to get our place in the, in the Champions League. But I think we need to, to keep it working. Of course, it is possible. Do you think so, Joe?
6: I don't know if it's going to take a long time but I think they, we will, the club will, uh, I think anything is possible uh, when you work hard, when you give your best, football things happen quickly so hope it's the sun but I think one day this club will win the Premier League,
2: 100%. Bruno, tell me about the manager Eddie Howe, you have a good relationship with him and clearly he loves working with you guys.
5: I think he's a, a good guy, a good manager. I think he deserves all the credit about what we are doing this season. He got a job for a team that was fighting for the relegation, and he got this team to fight for the Champions League, so it's an amazing job for me, an amazing job. And he, he deserves all the credit to him and his staff as well.
2: And finally, I mean, Everton is next, but Bruno, they're fighting to survive in the Premier League. This could be a hard game.
5: 100% will be a hard game, we know how difficult to play there, uh, uh, but we are, we are ready for the talent, we are fighting for the Temple League as well, so gonna be a good game to watch, I think, and uh, hopeful we can get the three points.
2: Thanks to Bruno, thanks to uh, Joel Linton for that, thanks to Newcastle for it Danny, I mean the the two of them have excelled Joel Linton's a story in himself as he explained, it didn't work out when he first went there, different position under Eddie he's flying, but Bruno's a player isn't he? Super player super player, he's got that
4: lovely balance of creativity and skill and passing with uh, an appetite to work back and defend and spot danger Yeah. And when you've got that balance and you're good at both, you become an elite footballer. So Simon, he's a god I mean, up
2: there, by the way. Oh, he's a god. They love him. They love him. I, I couldn't believe what I saw. And I, I went up the game before we went to Qatar. And, they, they blew and he won't be Asen going Villa anywhere. No, no. No well, chance. No, it uh, doesn't sound like it. Uh, Simon on Everton. The, no I chance. had to do a double take when I saw this. Three wins in 12. The Sean Dyche era. I mean, has it failed to really kickstart in the way that it was presented to us at the time?
3: No, I don't think so. I don't think it was ever going to kickstart. I think they've got a very poor squad of players and the difference between them getting relegated um, earlier than they might get relegated yet was Sean Dyche. And I think the fact that he's ground out some results at times, got some points that people necessarily... If we look at the the statistics, we're saying three wins in 12. Okay, how many draws have we got in there? Because those, those are also... Important parts of Everton climbing themselves away from being the bottom of the table, but they're still in the danger zone. They still are, absolutely. And I didn't, I didn't for one second think that they were going to pull away and surge up the league because there was nothing in that playing squad to tell you that they were going to do that. There was nothing about the quality that they had; it's better than they should have been performing. But the the, the motivations and the disciplines of that team were a mile off. Um, and so, you know, I'm not trying to make my outcome based upon my previous argument as Sean Dy- Deitch will get them out of trouble but I still think he most likely will I still think if they, the situation would be far worse if Dyche weren't there now that might still mean they get relegated but I think they'd have got relegated by now if uh, Sean Dyche hadn't have been there mm.
2: they might struggle against Newcastle though especially oh, with these two well, playing yeah, the way they're well, playing well,
3: well of course they will I think mean, everyone struggles against Newcastle right now I mean Aston Villa were the exception to that particular rule but it, there'll be no shame in struggling against Newcastle right now they're a good side full of confidence aren't they I
2: know I like wish that. you
3: two had realised that all those months ago when
2: I you just bet got top lucky. Six.
3: you just got lucky you and, got lucky that Liverpool and Chelsea haven't turned up this
2: season and, and play on it as long as you can Newcastle fans watching on YouTube and Facebook these two were on with me you remember that that day I was talking Dine to a lot of you at St James's Park and then at Villa Park a few weeks ago it was these two Who are on with me? Who Mm -hmm. laughed at me about top six? They're not laughing now. Just on. um, (laughs) 1000 quid, Jordan. On Everton. I know.
4: I agree with Simon. I agree with Simon. They're in a better position with Dice than without him. I do agree with that. All right. Okay. But when you look at the fixtures, I think they're done.
3: You think Everton are done? I think. I can't see Newcastle, Man City, Bournemouth, Leicester, Brighton, Wolves. Well, they they can get points at Leicester. They can get points at
2: Wolves. It sounds to me they can get points here. Maybe not Newcastle, but they're after.
4: They've got Brighton and Leicester away after the, after tonight's game. Uh, tomorrow, sorry, Newcastle. Tomorrow. Newcastle are flying. They, 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 I can't see
3: them. No, I can't. Goodison will be a fortress, but it won't be a fortress to hold Newcastle and Man City. No, New, but well, they can you, get points against Bournemouth, they can get points against Leicester, and they can get points against Wolves. Mm. Well, there's enough points there. Thirty-four. Wolves' th- 34, 34. Is home record? Sure. Uh, yeah, I yeah I, I have yeah I know, not, I know they are not getting points at the, Wolves. Well, listen, depends. It depends, on, depends on how deep the battle has to be. I'm not suggesting they get three points. That would need a courageous must,
4: and I mean a real change in form for both teams. Wolves home depends form when, is when are, they're playing them. Doesn't well, it? Wolves home form is tremendous.
3: Depends when they're playing them. They're playing with the last
2: game of the okay. season or close. To well, it's penultimate. But Everton Newcastle is live on Talksport 2. Incidentally, thanks for the cup of tea. That was very kind of My, you. I didn't
3: make it. All
2: right. Oh, it was made for you?
3: Indeed. Okay, I'll try and find that
2: person outside the studio and I'll get one for myself. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show.